Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Hallelujah. Brother Wade is a gift from God to us. He, he speaks what the Lord puts in his mouth. And he is in tune with the Lord and walks with the Lord. I was on the phone with somebody today and we were just talking about, he said, how you doing? I said, I'm basking in the presence of God. If you'd have bumped into me, tears would have went everywhere, not of sorrow, but of fullness. You can't get this anywhere else. Amen. Brother Tim got the Holy Ghost. Brother Eric got the Holy Ghost. Brother Eric got the Holy Ghost. Casey got, amen, it's amazing. Brother Ben got the Holy Ghost. 10 people received the Holy Ghost last night. Clap your hands and shout about it. There's more seeking it tonight. There's many more going to get it. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Wade, come. Lead us. Lead us. Aren't we thankful for the man of God, the prophet of the Lord? Would you clap your hands and welcome him? Let's worship the Lord one more time. Let's praise the Lord with all that we have. Hallelujah. Oh, let's just do that a little bit more. That sounds so good. It feels so good. Hallelujah. Come on, you let your voice out. You ought to let your voice out. Because he was good enough to let you come into his presence. Praise the name of the Lord. And what a special touch of God that we feel in this building tonight. I wouldn't want to be one of the stragglers today. I wouldn't want to be one of the ones that just hung back to just kind of see what's going to happen next. I'd want to be the one, one of the ones that was diving in head first. I, I'd want to be one of those. Praise the name of the Lord. If that's you, I want you to just worship the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated just a moment. I'm going to try to, I'm going to do my best to follow God here tonight. This thing we call the presence of God is so precious. Well, I'll try that again. Ah, my God. This presence of God that we're in is so precious. And the presence of God is not to be taken for granted. There's some people that don't get a word from God because when God begins to move, they don't make a big deal of it. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to try that again. You, you're not going to have to worry about getting a word from God if you don't make a big deal about the presence of God. If every, when ev- every time you feel the presence of God, you just sit there and just look at the, se- the can lights and you look at, uh, you know, what time it is and if the restaurant's going to close before we get out of here, I sure hope they don't go too long because I got to work in the morning. I, every time God's presence comes into our, uh, into and invades our house and you don't make a big deal of it, it, it offends God. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And I don't know about you, but I am so thankful for the presence of God. I'm, I, now, I, I don't know if one of your kids was up here praising God and seeking God, but if it was one of my kids, it was, if it was my daughter, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be worried about anything else. It wouldn't matter to me if we got to go to the restaurant or not. It wouldn't matter to me if, if they went to school the next day. I'm sorry, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm concerned about some of you hanging back. Oh, we're going to push in here today. I tell you, the Holy Ghost is going to deal with something in here. Uh, You know, the Bible said that when Moses was hanging out, he was in, the Bible said God talked to him face to face like, um, like a man with his friend. And uh, there was, the Bible didn't say an old man, a middle-aged man, but the Bible said a young man named Joshua was in the tabernacle and he uh, stayed behind. And it was that lingering in the presence of God that propelled him and God noticed it and said, he's qualified to lead my people because he's learned how to linger in my presence. He actually thinks my presence is a big deal. That's why when David came to the house of God, I imagine when he came to the house of God, he didn't care nothing about his kingly attire. He could have cared less about his position, and he was all about God's presence. And I don't know about you, but with everything that we got going on now, I need to be in his presence more than I ever have before. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going somewhere in the Holy Ghost, so just bear with me. I, I, I feel like the Lord has spoken to me about something. But... This, this presence that we feel, because if you don't, it's no wonder people deal with depression all the time, because they're, they, they don't push until they get into the presence of God. Uh, somebody said, why do I need to make that kind of push? Well, it's because the Bible said, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Uh, if you stayed in his presence, you wouldn't have time to be depressed. If you stayed in his presence, you wouldn't have time to talk about the man of God. Okay, I'm sorry. If you stayed in his presence, you wouldn't have time to worry about how long are we going to be here. You wouldn't worry about how many songs we're going to sing and how loud the PA system is. When you get in his presence, you care nothing about anything else because because it's my escape. Oh. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. You know why people go off into false doctrine? You know why people go off into a false doctrine? It starts out with being offended. Oh. People get off into false doctrine because they first get offended. Something just starts irritating them. Let me help you out with something here tonight. Leprosy, uh, leprosy, according to Leviticus chapter 13, Leviticus 13 tells us about how leprosy begins. Would you like to know how that happens? The first, in Leviticus 13, it says this. It says that the first sign of leprosy, there is a rising in the flesh. That's the first sign of leprosy. When, there, when you start getting elevated in your own mind and you start drinking your own Kool-Aid and you start believing that you're all that in a bag of chips. Now, y'all don't think I know where I'm going, but I'm into something right now, so I'm, I'm going to go all the way in. Please don't mind me, but I'm going to tell you something. You won't get off into strange stuff once you make up your mind. I'm not going to be offended. Once you make up your mind, I don't care what anybody does or says to me. If, it, if I have to be corrected, I'll get corrected, but I'm not leaving the presence of God. I'm not leaving his presence. I'm going to stay right there because I might get wounded uh, by you, but I can get healed in his presence. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to praise the name of the Lord in this house. Woo, are we okay? Because I feel something in here. The Holy Ghost is pushing something in here right now. Some of you right now need to hear what I'm going to tell you. Uh, if you make up your mind right this minute, I'm not going to live my life offended, uh, but I'm going to make up my mind because, sir, it will be the rescuing of your ministry. Uh, it will be the rescuing of your family. Uh, if you make up your mind, I'm not going to be offended uh, because the presence of God is in in my house and I'm not going to let anything drive his presence away from me. Oh, somebody shout, I'm going after his presence. I've got to go after his presence. I'm going after his presence. You can go after your offense, but I'm going after his presence. You can go after your anger, but I'm going after his presence. You can go after a position, but I'm going after his presence. Hey, y'all in the back, are y'all still with us out there in Radio Land? I'm going to try it again. Some of you in the back need to push your way up towards the front is what needs to happen. Whew. Praise God. My God. Because I made up my mind, I don't care what happens. His presence means more to me than anything. Because I've got to be close to him. Because he might take a turn and I not discern it. That's why God said to Joshua, he said, you tell those people when you see the ark of the Lord your God moving, he said, you get up and go after it. Because you ain't never been this way before. Mm -hmm. had, had Elisha followed Elijah at a distance he would have never caught what he was after. Mm -hmm. He would have never caught what he was after. And I, I sometimes 
find myself, I sometimes find myself frustrated or have found myself frustrated because there's things that try to get between me and his presence. Mm -hmm. That's why when I go to prayer, I'm not carrying my cell phone to prayer. Okay. I'm not carrying my cell phone to prayer because invariably, is this okay? I hope I'm not boring y'all. We are going somewhere here tonight, but it, but invariably when I carry this thing called a cell phone to prayer, I, it, I can just get into the presence of God and some, some invariably that thing will start ringing and start going off. I wonder how our elders did it, you know. Our elders didn't have cell phones, and they seem to have been able to tap into the presence of God a lot easier than we can because we got all these distractions. If you want to reveal a snake, if you want to reveal a snake, start lighting the incense of intercession. If you want to reveal what's going on in your life and the stuff that's hidden that you can't see, start getting in the presence of God and lighten the incense of intercession. And stuff will start coming out. And it ain't, it ain't the devil uh, altogether. It's God revealing to you that thing that prevents you from going behind the veil. I'm in uncharted territory, but I know where I'm at in the Holy Ghost. And hidden attitudes start coming forth. Somebody said, man, we wasn't having all this trouble when we was, you know, when we wasn't fasting and praying and meeting up here at the church at six o'clock. We wouldn't in the morning. We wouldn't having all these issues. But the minute we start lighting the incense because it produces smoke, uh, whoo, it produces smoke and it smokes the stuff out. stuff starts showing up it, it it wasn't that it wasn't there before but it was there the whole time and God said there's certain places I won't let you go as long as that's hanging out in the shadows <clears throat> oh man now God's word is still true to this church everything God has prophesied to this church is still going to happen but but God said I want to remove some stuff from people's houses okay I want to remove some stuff from people's houses. Now, I read something today, and you don't have to turn there. The media people don't have to go there, but here's what I want you to know. I read something today, Pastor Bounds, in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 8. I, I, I hesitate to say I stumbled upon it, but I did. And verse number 11, this is crazy. Uh, uh, brother up to grave, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. But the Bible said that... Solomon took and he got him a wife from Egypt and the Bible said that when he got him a wife from Egypt he took and he removed her from the house of David his father 
and he put her in her own house. Now watch, he had built a house for her. Now watch the next part he says. He said, because my wife is not going to dwell in the house of David, king of Israel, because the places are holy. Where unto the ark of the Lord has come. He said, any place that God's presence has touched, I'm not letting Egypt hang out there. Oh my. Well, praise the Lord. Any place that the presence and the ark of God has come. Well, I'm going to help y'all out here tonight. Are y'all still with me now? I'm going to help you out here. I'm not come here to rebuke anybody. I come here to help somebody understand the power of what's in this church right now. There is a presence of God in this church that's been wanting to descend upon this church for a long time. I, I know what I'm talking about. There is a there is a transition that has happened to this church in the last little bit, and I'll tell you in the last few weeks it's happened, and we're not ever going back. I'll tell you that right now. My house is not going back. I'm going to tell you, we're going forward. There's walls that have come down in this church. There's things that have come down in some of your lives. The presence of God has come down in your house. And God sent me here to tell you, you need to keep Egypt where Egypt belongs. And you need to make sure that every place the ark has touched, it remains holy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Somebody praise the name of the Lord in here. I feel the Holy Ghost in his house. Oh, yeah. Woo. He said, every place the ark has been to, it's Egypt is not coming into. Any place. And I'm not talking about just Hollywood. I'm talking about an attitude of Egypt. Because you know Egypt has an attitude, and it's an attitude of bondage. It's an attitude of slavery. It's an attitude that says you're never going to get out of those chains. You've been there for 450 years. Your family was in the chains, and you're going to stay in the chains. But I got a word for Egypt here tonight. I got a word for Egypt in this house. I got a word for every ex-addict in this house tonight. You're not going to relapse. You're not going to take and go back to Egypt. Because the presence of God has touched your house. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Somebody tell them, somebody look at your neighbor and tell them there's not going to be a relapse in this house. There's not going to be a relapse in this house. I got free of some attitudes. I got free of some mindsets. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Woo! Because there is a mindset. I've never preached this before. I'm in the Holy Ghost, though. I, I didn't even have this plan when I got here. But I do know what the Holy Ghost said. The Holy Ghost said there is a mindset that comes from Egypt. And, and Solomon's mentality was, it says, once the Holy and the Holy has touched this house, Egypt is not coming back. 
Well, praise the Lord. It's not getting in my car with me. It's not getting on my social media accounts with me. Mm. It's not getting on the phone with me. I'm not having conversations with people that, that, that mix the holy and the profane. Brother Wade, this sure don't match with the presence of God that's in. Oh, yes, it does. It matches perfectly because God is looking at us and he's saying, if you keep Egypt where it belongs, I'll keep my presence where it belongs. And I'm going to tell you something else. God doesn't hang out with critical spirits. Oh, praise the Lord. A critical spirit not only is a fence the doorway to false doctrine, but a critical spirit is the doorway. Oh, well, that went over really good. Having a critical spirit will cause God to withdraw from you when you start criticizing everything you don't like. And then you'll start criticizing. You'll find a way to criticize what you do like. You know, I, 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 I'm going to tell you something now. This church is not going to relapse into a Egypt mentality. This, is, this church is not going to go back to uh, manna mentality. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This church is not going back to manna mentality. This church has got to ha this church has got a storehouse destiny upon it. This church has a storehouse destiny upon it. God said, I wanted to give you a store. I wanted Israel. I wanted to bring you into a land that flowed with milk and honey, but I couldn't get you out of that manna mentality. And God's changed the mentality of this church from manna to storehouse. Mm. Praise God. Now, you know what's, I, I kept hearing this uh, from, just kept going over my mind, Pastor Bounds. I kept hearing this uh, statement, um, the half-tribe of Manasseh. Just kept going over and over in my mind. The half-tribe of Manasseh. Now, what the Lord kept dealing with me about concerning that was, that there was a half a tribe of Manasseh, half of them wanted to cross over, and the other half, well, they did not. And so half of them stayed behind. Let me help you out with something, ma'am and sir. Let me help you out with something. Uh, if you've got half a tribe operating in the Holy Ghost and the other half wants to do what it wants to do, one of them is gonna get weakened. Mm. Well, praise the Lord. See, Manasseh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he said, uh, God, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it means the Lord has caused me to forget. Praise the Lord. If you don't, if half of you are forgetting and the other half ain't, we're going to have a problem. If, if, 
half of us don't, for, if one half of us starts forgetting about the trouble we come out of and the other half wants to remain in the trouble, it's going to weaken the whole heart. And this church has been so blessed and has stepped into a new measure. And God has caused this church to step into a new measure so you will forget the old measure and not try to go back to operating under the old measure. That's why we closed the door in here last night. That's why we closed the door in here last night. We close the door behind us because we're not operating under the old mindset of famine anymore. Mm. God has made you a manager, ma'am, of a storehouse. He's made you a manager, but it hasn't caught up to you yet. Well, praise the Lord. I looked at a man not too long ago. Is this okay? I'm not going to be here all night. But I, I, I do feel like the Holy Ghost is trying to help some people come all the way out and, not, and shut the door behind you once and for all to Egypt because God's used his holiness and his righteousness to get you out of the bondage you've been begging to get out of. I'm not ever going back. Don't ask me to go back. Don't, don't guilt me into going back. I'm sorry. But I'm not. And you can be offended about that. But I'm not, this church is not going back. Because we're not going to have a slave mentality anymore. We're not going to be having this, well, I better get up at 7 a.m. Because if I don't, the manna will dry up. No, no, no. This is a place that flows with milk and honey. Uh, it, everywhere it goes, everywhere it goes, ma'am, it's going to be deliverance. Everywhere. And if, now here's what I know, sir. Here's what I, I, I say I know this, but I felt impressed of the Lord that not all 10 of those spies wanted to rebel. Let me try that again. Not all 10 of them wanted to rebel. I, I feel that there was probably a handful of them that wanted to cross over with Joshua and Caleb. But they got intimidated by the status of the person that was sitting on their pew next to them. Oh, I'm sorry. They got intimidated by the status of the person that was sitting next to the pew with them. And, and they, they, they got all freaked out because they didn't want to offend the person next to them. Well, I got news for you here today. It doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter because we've transitioned whether somebody gets offended or not. We, are, we have crossed over and we are not going back 
to Egypt's mentality. See, Egypt's mentality was, as long as I get my three hots and a cot, I'm okay. I might have stripes on my back. I might have all kinds of stuff going on. I might, you know, they might be kicking my teeth in, but I'm used to, I, I'm used to that. I'm used to that. And some people get so uh, used to being abused and so some people get so used to being in a certain place that they don't know how to function outside of it. You know what? Hmm. Hmm. You know, when Egypt went into that famine, God had raised up a, 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 jo a Joseph that was righteous, that could dispense the corn. And when people got to crying after bread, it was a righteous man that was over the bread and it could be released. You know what Caleb and Joshua said, like it or not, I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. Like it or not. And the enemy doesn't like it, but it's too bad. He can't do nothing to stop it. He, he's all up in arms because he knows he can't stop it. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to say it again. This church is not going to be blessed and is not going to prosper. It's prospering right this minute. I said it's prospering right this very minute. And it's shocking to me. It's shocking to me that when, when Solomon... Who, Solomon, who ended up going nutso at the end, but he had enough sense at the beginning to know Egypt's not coming in here. Because I'm not trying to offend God. <clears throat> Offending God is the last thing I'm interested in doing. And it offended God when they kept wanting to go back. Praise the Lord. It offended God. It upset God really, really bad. Because God's like, I, I'm ready to take you over in the promise like I told you I was going to. I don't want to live with an abused mentality. I don't want to live with this mentality that says... I, I'm going to tell some of y'all something else right now. Some of you can't move forward because you're sitting there worried about God about to blast you with something. You know why some people don't think they're going to get healed? Oh, man, I better not. I. You know why some people don't think they're going to get healed? Because you believe you're being punished by God. And your punishment, you don't think your punishment's over. So you're going to sit there. I did something in my past, and now God's going to punish me for it. I sit there. 
They, I'm sitting here and the, the, the miraculous breaks loose in the church and the power of God moves and you know you feel the victory of God, but you don't move into your healing. It's because you feel like God's punishing you for something. I got news for you. That devil is a liar. You need to make up your mind right now. I'm not living under that condemnation. That's Egypt mentality. I said, that's Egypt mentality. You don't have to live with that sickness. You don't have to live with that shame. You don't have to live with that reproach. That devil is a liar. And somebody in this building needs to tell that, that lying spirit to pack up and get up out of your house. Is this all right, we okay? I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not going to sit up here and, and let the devil lie to me and say you're being punished for something you did in your yesterday. Because, sir, the moment you went down in that water, the minute you went down in that water, every sin you ever committed was washed away and forgotten. Did you hear what I just said? When you went down in that water in the name of Jesus, not only did it get forgiven, but it got forgotten. And if God has forgotten it, why are you still remembering it? If God has forgotten it. Man, I feel the victory of the Lord in this house right now. I said, if God has forgotten it, I'm not about to start remembering. I'll tell you what I'm going to remember. He brought me out of the miry clay. I'll tell you what I'm going to remember. He's for me. He's not against me. He's on my side. Woo. Uh, man, you feel that? That's the witness of the Holy Ghost. Because some of you need to understand, God's not sitting there keeping a tally of your garbage. He's not sitting there keeping a tally of what you did yesterday. And God sent me here to tell somebody in this building today, don't you be keeping a tally of something I'm not tallying. Oh, you got to stop counting what you got to stop counting what God's not counting. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed, ma'am, at the people that don't get a breakthrough because the devil's lied to them and said, you're too bad. God don't want to give you that. You're too messed up. God don't want to do that for you. You can't be blessed because you did X, Y, Z yesterday. And God said, the very minute you repent, I turn it around right then. The very minute you say, I'm sorry. The very minute you tell God. The very minute you tell God, I repent, is the very minute he takes his blood and goes over to your rest and blots it out. I want somebody to thank God for his mercy right now. I want somebody to thank God for his mercy. I want you to thank God for his mercy. I want somebody to get a hold of that right now. I want you to thank God for his mercy. Woo! 
Some of you in this building have been wrestling with that for years. Man, I'm in the Holy Ghost. Some of you have been wrestling with that for years. And you haven't been able to get a true breakthrough in God. Oh, yeah, you come to church. But you've not been able to get a true breakthrough in God. And it's not because God don't want it for you. It's because you, you, you're sitting there and you have let that thing chew on you and just work on you night and day and night and day. And you're sitting up there worried about something that God's not even worried about. What kind of petty God do we serve? See, I'm going to tell you something else, sir. Let me help you out with this. You know, he said, where that ark went, I'm not putting it where Egypt was. You know why? Oh, you're going to like this. Because on top of that ark was this beautiful thing called the mercy seat. Watch, watch. He said, this beautiful thing called the mercy seat. And when the mercy seat, they, when they saw that, it was huge. Now, we like to talk about the ark, and we, what we mention the most, most of the time, is the pot of manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the, the law. And we just go all, we jump all over about that. But God didn't. You know why? Because those were instruments of God's judgment. And God said, I don't want them on display. I want them under the mercy seat. So the first thing you see when you come into my presence is my mercy. The first thing you see when you come before me is not me trying to judge you, but it's me trying to bless you with my mercy. I wish I had a few people in here that would praise God for his mercy. Woo! It wasn't his judgment that brought you out of drugs. It was his mercy. It wasn't his judgment that brought you out of alcohol. It was his mercy. It wasn't his judgment that brought you out of suicide. It was his mercy. And that's why Solomon wouldn't let it dwell in the same place Egypt was. Because Egypt's mentality was bondage, but God's mentality was mercy. And mercy can't dwell in the house of bondage. And bondage can't dwell in the house of mercy. They can't coexist. Because when bondage gets in the room with mercy, chains are going to break. My God. I want us to lift our hands one more time. The Holy Ghost is in here. The revelation of God is in this house. So, sir, look at me. Keep on worshiping the Lord, but look at me. When, when the enemy lies to you and say mercy's not available, that's a lie. That's a lie. Because mercy is more available now. See, I'm going to tell you right now, that mercy seat covered all that judgment. And God told Moses, when I meet you, I'm not meeting you at the house of judgment. I'm meeting you at the mercy seat. 
He said, I'm going to meet with you at the mercy seat. Oh, I want us to praise the Lord. We have crossed over and God. Oh, man. Come on, let's praise the Lord one more time. Let's worship the Lord one more time. Let's worship the Lord one more time. Let's worship the Lord one more time. In the name of Jesus. Lord, let your mercy invade every area that the enemy has tried to hold in bondage. Every area. I loose your divine mercy. Every place in this house where uh, judgment has tried to hold people captive. I take authority over that right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose the mercy of God into the, into the lives of every individual in this house. Praise God. Let's worship the Lord. I'm, on, I'm, I'm coming to an end. I, there's, there's, there's victory and revelation in this house right now. There's victory and revelation in this house. You, you need to tear down that stronghold. That stronghold that says, well, I'm just not good enough to get a miracle today. Oh, no, that's a lie. I'm just not good enough to cross over. Oh, no, that's a lie. I'm just not good enough to make it. The rest of the folks are going to make it, but I'm just going to hang out here with the other half of tribe of Manasseh. But that is a lie from hell. I come to rid you of that lie. I come to loose you from that lie and release the truth upon you that you are a child of God and God wants to work with you and God's going to partner with you. said God is going to partner with you and you can hear the voice of God I'm going to tell some of y'all something else right now you got to stop listening to the wrong counsel half of some of your problems is you've been listening to the wrong counsel why would I listen to the counsel of a critic Oh, how much time I got? Why would you listen to the counsel of a critic? Well, praise the Lord. It amazes me at the voices some people listen to. If I'm not going to take your counsel, why would I take your criticism? If I don't come to you for counsel, why would I come to you for criticism? Why? I'm not listening to that. You've been a critical voice in my life my whole life. Why am I going to listen to that anymore? Uh, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to the voice that says, come up higher. I'm going to, I'm going to connect to those voices that says, hey, man, you can make it. I'm going to listen to those voices that help me transition from where I'm at to where I'm going. Where I'm going. Well, you're not there yet. You know, it's going to take you a while. Bet me. 
Praise the Lord. But me, well, it's going to take you a few years to get acclimated, you know. I'm going to tell every one of you young people, you listen to me right now. I'm going to tell every one of you young people, you do not have to wait till you're 25 to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to tell every one of you in this room, every young person in this room, you don't have to wait till you're 25 years old and get a little bit of maturity. I'm going to tell you something right now. Oh, I feel some honorary coming up on me right now. I'm going to tell you right now, you're connected to your man of God and you're submitted to authority in this church. God will open you up to his spirit and his voice. I'm telling you, every one of you young people, if you'll live a separated life under God and you'll be consecrated and you'll pray, God will speak to you when he won't speak to anybody else. Don't believe me? Eli and nobody else could hear from God. But Samuel could. And he wasn't no old man when he heard from God. He was a young child. Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to take you, a, it's going to take us a few years to get all this taken care of. Do what? I'm sorry, you have to forgive me, y'all. Because what's on this church right now is not, is not that kind of anointing. What's on this church right now is a multiplication anointing and a fruitful anointing and a storehouse anointing. And I'm going to add it to you. It's not seasonal either. Brother Up to Grave, what's going on in this church right now is not seasonal. It's continual. It's not continual. Somebody ought to just get out of your seat just a minute and just begin to praise the Lord for that because we're getting ready to get up out of here in just a minute. I'm not going to be here all night, but I'm trying to get some of you convinced that what we're in is continual. Huh? It's continual. It's continual. Some of you back there in the back need to get out in the aisle just a minute and let the hell know this is not a season. This is continual. This is perpetual. This is generational. I prophesy to this church right now, it, it, this is generational. This is not just, just one. It's going from generation to generation to generation. The angels of the Lord are in this building. Whew. The angels of the Lord are in this building. Because, see, I'm going to tell you something, my brother. The minute, my brother, I'm going to tell you a little something. Because you've kept your spirit right, there is, a, there is fruitfulness that's going to come to you. And the vine shall not wither. 
you hear me because you stayed submitted the vine shall not wither and fruitfulness that you may not even see right this minute but it'll seem like overnight the bud will show up the flower will blossom and the fruit will begin to produce Oh, my God. Go ahead and receive that, my brother. Go ahead and receive that. I'm not talking about just the ministry. I'm talking about every area of your life is going to begin to blossom. Hey. Hey, I want you to look right here. I just saw a vision of you going to the meal barrel and scraping down there and giving the last handful of meal. I'm in the Holy Ghost right here. You scraped the last handful of meal you had to give it to the kingdom. And God said, it shall never run dry. In fact, it's going to burst over with abundance. Man, I feel like shouting in this house. Yes! I feel the victory of the Lord in this house. I'm going to tell some of you in this building right now, just what I said to him, some of you have kept going to the meal barrel and scraping the bottom of it, and you thought it was going to end. But I got news for you. Your, your houses are going to burst open with abundance. The oil is not going to fail. The meal is not going to fail. You and your house are going to eat continually. Woo, somebody ought to shout on that right there. My God. You feel that? That's the victory of the Lord. My God. Woo! But brother, wait. I, 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 I scraped the bottom of the barrel on Sunday. I thought it was going to be empty on Monday. But oh, I got news for you. God said it's not empty. You got to go back to the barrel and see the miracle on Monday. The oil has not failed. My God. Y'all feel that? I'm going to tell you something. The Lord said something to me, and he said, I'm done. He said to me, he said, Bobby, when you operate in my image, you operate in fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. And he said, I got news for you. There's never a season in my, there's never a time. He said, because I'm not a seasonal God. I don't have seasons where I don't bear fruit. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to say that again. 
I don't have seasons. God said, I don't have seasons where I don't bear fruit. And because you're operating in my image and likeness, Anchor Church, then you're not going to have seasons where you don't bear fruit either. Come on, somebody. We are in his image and likeness. We have been, we have been buried with him in the likeness of his death, and we're raised, being raised with resurrection in his likeness. There is not, God does not have seasons of unfruitfulness. If he did, he wouldn't have cursed the fig tree. Praise the Lord. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that, well, no, I'm not going to say that either. Because we're living in the last days and harvest is going to be, is being accelerated. He said, because you're in my image and likeness, not only you're fruitful, but you multiply. Everything you touch multiplies. Well, praise the Lord. That's why I don't get addicted to chaos and get into addicted to drama because I want to be in his image and likeness. And when my hands touch something, I don't want it to more chaos to ensue. I want peace to show up. Ah. Ooh. Brother Nehemiah, McConnellsville is fruitful right this minute. McConnellsville is fruitful right this minute. Don't take the building situation as unfruitfulness. It's not. It's transition. It's transition. It's transition. Don't hang your head about what that building looks like right now. It's not going to stay that way. It's just transition right now. It's just transition. And I loose every person in this building that's from McConnellsville. I loose you from from any uh, stigma that you think is attached to that. That is a lie from hell. I am in transition. Is this okay? I'm sorry. I'm telling you right now, I want everybody in this house that believes that McConnellsville is going to have an accelerated miracle in their building situation, I want you to get your voice lifted up and God's going to multiply. Hallelujah! Come on, I want somebody to do it under the Lord right now. I want you to praise the Lord according to the level of your faith. I'm going to tell you before it's all over, that's going to be the nicest place in McConnellsville. That's going to be the nicest spot in McConnellsville. You know why? Oh, I better not. I'm going to tell you why, my brother. I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because that man over there has served that man's dream. Oh, well, let me help you out with something. 
See, when Joseph had a dream, it got him in trouble. When Joseph had a dream, it put him in a pit. When Joseph had a dream, it put him in a prison. And he was sitting there with his dream in a prison. But the minute he started, his dream, his dream seemed like it was causing him to go down. But the minute he invested in another man's dream, he started ascending. And Brother Nehemiah, because you've invested in that man's dream, you're not descending, you're ascending. You're, you're ascending. The church in McConnellsville is ascending. It's not descending, it's ascending. Yeah. The Anchor Church ain't descending, it's ascending. It's ascending because God's elevation is upon it. My God, I wish somebody would give God some praise in this house like you don't have no sense. My God. Every man of God in this room has tried to make this man of God's dream and vision come to pass. You're not descending, you're ascending because you have gone out of your way You have gone out of your way. I got me one of those dream team masks because I wanted to be a part of the dream team. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know why? Because we're dreaming around here and we've got bigger dreams than we got room for. And if this and if it's this man of God's dream to take over this whole city and county, well then I'm going to get involved with it because my desires will. There are some of you that have quit jobs to make this man's dream work. You've walked away. I'm out into something right now. I don't know, but you've walked away from some stuff. Some of you have walked away from some stuff to make this man of God's vision and dream come to pass. And don't you think for one second God's forgotten it. Because God keeps good records. He don't, he, don't keep a, he don't keep a tally of your past, but he does keep a tally of your sacrifices. Y'all, it's in here right now. The victory of the Lord is in here. The presence of God is in here. And revelation is in here. And I'm trying to get out of here. I don't want to keep you all night. But my God. My God. You know what Pharaoh said? There's not going to be another man more powerful than you in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's foreign to us for God to give us favor with sometimes with, you know, city officials and city council and all that. Mm -hmm. It's foreign to us because we don't think that way. You know, when I went to a church here in Ohio not too long ago, and the mayor was a tongue-talking apostolic. Okay, you didn't hear that. I said, I went to a city in Ohio, not far from here, and I went into that church, and there's the mayor speaking with tongues and getting involved and God, and God working with him and working with city council and working with all that. I, I'm telling you, see... See, you can't think that way as long as you got Egypt trying to mix where the presence of God has touched. Well, praise God. Well, I said it a few weeks ago. I'll say it again. You know, God's got buildings in this city that, that match our capacity. God's got land in this city that matches our capacity. Well, praise the Lord. And when they come into this house, when drug addicts and stuff come into this house, and they don't have no place to go, this is a storehouse for a reason. You know, the 5,000, the 20,000 that was out there in the desert, and they come to him and said, hey, Jesus, you know, it's getting dark. You might want to send them folks to the house. Jesus said, hey, what's your problem? Why don't you give them to eat? This is the power of multiplication. Because when you operate and work with God and partner with God, one of the disciples said, man, if we had a hundred penny worth of bread, we couldn't give it. He said, yeah, but since I'm the bread of life and I don't ever run out of resources and everything I touch multiplies, bring me the lunch. Mm-hmm. Well, praise the Lord. You want to see what I can do with $47,000? I'll turn it into $4.7 million. Don't, don't. Okay, that, 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 some of y'all didn't get that. I'm going to say it again. Some of you are giving the nice clap because that's what you know you're supposed to do. I'm going to try it again. God can take your $47,000 and turn it into $4.7 million, and he can overextend where you think, I don't have enough to feed. I feel the gift of faith in here. My faith is exploding in here. Ooh. What if this is just a transitional house? You know, a, a training center where people can come in and get trained to get jobs and 
own businesses. And, oh, okay. Sound system didn't even like that. Mm -hmm. See, the gospel, when it comes to you, it don't just save you from what you were in. It brings you up. God's shifting our paradigms because when the gospel comes to you, he says, I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I come that you might have life and have it abundantly. I, I want you to be the head and not the tail. I want you to be the lender and not the borrower. I, I want you to be above and not beneath. I want you to be blessed, not cursed. When the gospel comes to you, it not just changes your spirit. It doesn't just redeem your soul. It changes your mind. My God. It changes your mind. I want my mind to be changed. Lay your hand on your head and say, Lord, change my mind. If there be any wrong thinking, just change it. Just change it. Just change it. I want us to worship the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close. It's 8.34. I want us to lay, I, I really want us to go in right here and, and ask God to loosen our minds from every impossibility. Praise God. I don't want an Egypt mentality while the presence of God and trying to go into the presence of God. I'm not building a house for an Egypt mentality. If I build anything, it'll be for his presence, but it won't be for Egypt. Mm. Some of you are a few disciplines away from walking through doors that you've never walked through. <clears throat> I'm trying to get out of here, Brother Bounce. I'm sorry for keeping us so long. Some of you are a few disciplines away from walking through doors that you can't even imagine. I'll prove it to you. God spoke to me when I was 600 pounds in a dream. And he said, Bobby, I've got doors that are open for you. You can get your head in, but you can't get your body in. Mm -hmm. I said, well, God, what does that mean? He said, well, Bobby, you got the knowledge to get in the door but you don't have the discipline. And I won't let you go through the door without the discipline. The minute you take and curtail your human spirit and tell your human spirit no is the minute God opens your eyes to the doors that are already opened. Praise the Lord. Am I talking to anybody yet? God's been dealing with some of you about some of this chaos going on in your house. Put a leash around its neck 
and bring it under subjection to the Holy Ghost. Tell it no. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Tell it no. Because nothing sends a, spirit, a signal to the spirit world faster than a man that tells his flesh no. Well, it's the facts. You know, Adam and Eve lost out over their appetite. I hate to think something I'm consuming is keeping me from an open door. I'd hate to think that a series I can't shut off is keeping me from an open door. Mm. Some of that stuff we entertain causes our spirits to be numb. And so we can't respond to the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Well, I got to have a social media presence. No, you don't. You need his presence, not a social media presence. I don't need a social media presence. I got his presence. And if I got his presence, I'll have joy. I may not have your approval, but I will have his joy. Praise the name of the Lord one more time and worship the Lord and tell the Lord, I'm not going to let nothing keep me from the open door. There's an, there's an open door in front of me. Praise the Lord. I said, there's nothing that's going to keep me from the open door. Nothing. No attitude. No nothing. Come on, tell God nothing's keeping me from that. If you tell me to fast three days, I'm going to fast. If you tell me to shut that off, I'm shutting it off. If you tell me to walk away from that, I'm walking away from that tonight. Mm. Tonight. Walking away from it tonight, not later, tonight. You know what I did? And I'm done. Bishop Mounds, whoever's going to close the service, praise the Lord. Come right on up here. I'm going to give it to you, but I'm going to tell you all something right now. The minute God told me that, the day God told me that, y'all, that next morning, Brother Up to Grave, you know what I did? I got up. I said, I'll never be this way ever again in my life. No, listen to me. I want you to hear what I'm going to tell you. I got up that morning and I said, I'll never be 600 pounds another day in my life. And I quit everything cold turkey. See, I'm going to tell all y'all right now, wrestling with stuff. You got the Holy Ghost. You, you need to get up in your house. Well, it's just not that easy. Listen to me. I was addicted to Twinkies and Ho-Hos and, and, and Whoppers with cheese. When you're 600 pounds, that's a quarter. 
that is a quarter ton with cheese. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's all right. You can laugh. It's funny. That's a quarter ton with cheese. 600 pounds is a quarter ton with cheese. Praise the Lord. And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, Bobby, if I, the God of all glory, cannot violate your will, what makes you think the devil can? Oh, okay. If I can't violate your will, what makes you think the devil can? The minute you make up your mind, I'm getting out of that. You're going to get out of it. Come hell or high water, you will get out. If you want out bad enough, you won't stay in it. If you want out bad enough, you'll close the door behind you and you'll never go back to it again. I said, if you want out bad enough, you'll delete the old phone numbers. If you want out bad enough, you'll hit the delete button. You'll make up your mind. Nothing's keeping me. My God, somebody stay standing and praise the name of the Lord in this house. If you want out bad enough, you'll get out. My God. My God. We got to have our mind made up. We're coming out and we're not staying in a place God's not no more. Mm-hmm. Because God's not making you come out. You're coming out. And the church as a whole is out. We're not ever going back. Praise the Lord. We're not going back to the old mentality. We're out. We're not, count. We're not going back. But there are some of you individuals, you've got to come out of that victim mentality. Well, praise the Lord. You know what? I had somebody, I'm sorry. I, you're standing. The pastor's coming. Watch. I had somebody tell me something the other day. They said, it's not my fault I'm like this. Can you see it now? It's not my fault that I'm 600 pounds. I mean, I went to Zanesville and Brother Bounds force-fed me pizza. They force-fed me that ice cream shop downtown. You should have seen it. I was, I was restrained to that chair and Brother Updegrave pl uh, uh, plugged my nose and made my mouth open so that I would be forced to swallow the ice cream. Now, y'all are laughing, but do you know how dumb that sounds? Well, they made me do that. They made me stay in that place. They made me. No, oh. I'm sorry. 
No, they did not. You stayed there because you wanted to be accepted. I don't care if I get accepted or not. I'm coming out. I don't care if you like it or not. I'm out of there and I'm never going back. I'm out of mediocrity and I'm never going back to it again. I'm out of bondage and I'm never going back again. I'm out of depression and I'm never going back. Come on, somebody shout, I'm never going back. I'm never going back. Come on, grab a hold of your neighbor and say, I'm never going back there. I'm out of it. I'm not feeling sorry for myself anymore. I'm out of it. I'm out of that bondage. I'm out of that mess. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. Come on, somebody shout unto the Lord with all you got. I said shout unto the Lord with everything you got right now. Come on. I want to see a coming out party right now. I said, I want to see a coming out party right now. Zanesville is out and we're not going back. says he brought me out to take me in. He didn't only bring me out. He has something better for me. I feel that right now. If there's somebody in this room that you feel you've been in Egypt, you've been in bondage, you don't want to be there anymore, remember, he's not just going to bring you out. He's got something better than Egypt. He's got something better. If you want to come out, run up here right now. You got somebody in the building ready to come out. I want you to run up here. Anybody in the building that says, I've been in bondage. There's been chaos. There's been confusion. I've had to deal with stuff. I don't want to be there anymore. Run up here to this altar. I'm coming. I'm opening this altar. Anybody in the building. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church. It doesn't matter where you come from. I've come out. Come on. There's a guest right here that says, I'm coming out. I'm coming. I think you ought to clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Amen. Come on, ministers. In the name of Jesus. Come on. That's what he went to the cross for. He went to the cross. He said, I'm going to take them away. I'm going to remove sin from their life. I'm going to remove bondage from their life. Come on. I think you ought to clap your hands and shout for what God is doing in the building tonight. There's another name being written. If you've had bondage in your heart, if you've had bondage in your life, amen, run up here. Come on, I don't care long. Go ahead, Noah, lift your hands and say, I'm coming out. I'll never be the same. I'm shutting the door. Is there some young men, some young ladies, some people in the building that say, I'm coming out for where I've been. I'm not gonna live in depression. I will not live in fear. I'm coming out so he could take me in. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. Oh, there's power. Come on, everybody in the building, help this preacher pray right now. There's people repenting. There's people coming out of abuse and pain and suffering and agony. In the name of the Lord, there's young people coming out of addictions right now. In the name of Jesus, there's delivering power. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, make a vow in this building. I'm never going back. Make a vow in this building.
this feeling I'll never go back. I've got disciplines in my life now. I'm not going back to that stuff that makes me feel enslaved. I'm not going back to stuff that makes me feel in bondage. Come on, that's it. Lord, I make a covenant. I'm not going back to bondage. I'm not going back to suffering. I'm not going back to abuse. I'm not going back to chaos and confusion. God's not the author of confusion. I'm going on to my blessing. I'm going on to abundance. I'm going on where God takes care of me. I'm going on to my destiny. I'm free. He set me free. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, every parent in the building, lift your hands and say, God, I want my home to be free. I don't want Egypt in my house, the house of God. And I don't want Egypt in my home either. I don't want it in my house anymore. Today I'm going to live free. Today I'm going to live in the blessing of God. I'm not going to live in the curse of sin. I'm going to live in the blessing of Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.